Hey, everybody. Welcome to the John Reiner podcast. This is episode eight, and it's called Just Take the Compliment. Uh, but maybe if we're all being honest, if I'm being honest, it has a little bit more grit to it. It's like, just, just, just take the compliment. That would be the title. Um, if I were to write it out that many times, this is episode eight of the John Reiner podcast, and it's called just take the compliment. Uh, if you're new with us uh, to the John Reiner podcast, if this is your first episode, please feel free to go back and listen to all previous episodes to get more of a heart and feel for what we do here on this show. Um, also, subscribe to the podcast so you can keep up with all future episodes, information, little teasers, tidbits that we throw out there. You can also find me on Instagram at the John Reiner. That's at T H E J O N R E I N E R. You can also find me on Facebook. Facebook, you could go to the website, which is thejohnreiner.com for more information about the podcast, uh, work in the Holocaust education field that I do. Uh, you can get information about other projects that are coming up, or you can even contact me if you're uh, a listener in this uh, greater Wisconsin area or somewhere else around the United States. Uh, if you're one of our listeners uh, up in the great country north of us in Canada or the handful of others around the world, and you have a project coming up or something that you're interested in having me be a part of, please feel free to contact me on the website through the contact page. Um, but this episode... Um, our motto, I should start with, uh, the hope with the John Reiner podcast from the beginning was to bring life and inspiration through stories and conversations. And, uh, I, it's been my hope that that's what we've done so far in the, uh, you know, the handful of episodes that we've done. Uh, this episode though, is not a conversation with someone that I find inspiring and it's not strictly a story either. Um, but it is meant to bring some life to people who need to hear it. So maybe this is going to feel a little bit more like a teaching, maybe even like a sermon. You might get done with this and think that was a little punchy and, uh, I can understand that. Yeah. This one's been stirring in me for a little bit and, uh, something I've been processing with, wrestling with, having a difficult time with myself as far as the subject matter goes, something I've discussed with other people that I trust and, and I've heard the good, the bad, and the ugly around it. But over and over, I think there's just been more and more confirmation that this is a topic that at least needs to be discussed. Whether I'm the best person to do it or not, I can't tell you folks, but at least I think it needs to be said. And what we're talking about today is I believe we have a certain unhealthy relationship, specifically in the faith community, or I guess even more specifically within this kind of evangelical Christian faith community, we have a very unhealthy relationship, I think, with compliments. Yeah, with compliments. Uh, I think we struggle to give them. We find it difficult to receive them. And yet, if we're all being honest, there's something within the heart of every single person in this evangelical faith world that's actually living for a compliment. When it's all said and done, so much of what we think and believe when it comes to that day when when it's all done, our life is done or or you know whatever however you want to describe the the done being done um, is that there's a hope that there's a compliment waiting for us and yet here on this side of eternity, we find it very difficult to receive them and give them and I want to talk about it. A little bit. And so if that's you, if you're just hearing the title of that, you're hearing this little intro and it's already resonating, then my prayer is that this episode may bring some freedom, may bring some life and some encouragement to you. It may be difficult for all of us to even bridge some of these conversations, but I think they're necessary because I think there's truly something wrong with us <laughs> talking about compliments. <laughs> Talking about compliments, I think there's truly something wrong with us. But, oh, there's hope. Yes, there's hope. So let's start somewhere. I think it's difficult for us to, mm, where should we begin? To receive compliments. 
Let's start there. I think it's difficult for us to receive compliments. What is that? Um, are you that person? Are you are you one of one of the ones where it's just difficult to receive a compliment? Or maybe you have um, you know, someone in your life or people in your life, or maybe an entire environment or culture in your life where it seems almost impossible uh, for someone to receive a compliment. Yeah, it's that whole you see someone do something good. And maybe you see some someone do something really, really well in the context of the faith community. Um, or you just see someone doing something really well at their hobby, at their profession, uh, in their marriage, in their parenting, as an individual. You just see something uh, that someone is doing really well or someone sees something you're doing really well and they offer up a compliment. Man, you did that so well. Oh, you did such a good job. Oh, that was just so great. Oh, you just keep getting better and better. Oh my goodness, you knocked that out of the park. All of these compliments. And then it just seems like there's a wall. It's a deflection. We don't know what to do with that. Uh, there's something in our internal spiritual psyche that says, do not receive the incoming message. <laughs> Return to sender. Do not receive. Yeah, you offer up the compliment and then, or someone offers up the compliment to you and it's just uh, responses like, oh, no, 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 it, it wasn't that good. So what are we doing? We're downplaying the actual ability. Uh, no, no, I just, I, I have, I've, you know, it, it's not that great. I've, I've, uh, you know, I'm not actually that good. I've, I've a lot further to go. Um, not recognizing current gift or talent, right? Um, uh, no, uh, that wasn't me, man. That, no, you know, that was just, you know, it was everyone around me. Everyone around me did a really good job. Um, you know, it's, it was just totally a team effort. It wasn't me at all. Mm, that one can be nice, right? There's truth in that. A lot of what we do is, is you know, related to the efforts of other people. Uh, but notice the complete deflection. No, 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 this was just everyone else. There, there wasn't me. Uh, as if you weren't there at all for whatever the event was, the parenting, the hobby, the, uh, you know, the music, the whatever it is, you know? No, 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 this was just a, you know, it wasn't me, it was, it was everyone else. Um, or I think maybe the most frustrating one for me, if I'm just, if, if this episode is me just being completely honest, the most frustrating one for me is the, oh no, 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 that wasn't me. That was just 100% God. That was a hundred percent God. That wasn't me. That was a hundred percent God. Yeah. I didn't even do anything there. That was just, that was all God. And I'm going to come back to this at the end, but we put up all these walls and these deflections when it comes to receiving a compliment. And maybe it's you. Maybe some of those phrases I just, you know, came off the top of my head are ones that are your go-tos. No, 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 it wasn't that good. No, it could have been better. No, it wasn't just me. No, it was everyone else. No, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was totally God that did that. I didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't me at all. I, I couldn't have done that. Uh, I could never have done uh, anything like that. I, I can't do anything that well. And it's this weird mixture, I think, of an attempt to be humble, um, an attempt to go overboard in deflecting attention from ourselves. I think some of it, insecurity. It's just too hard for someone to tell us that we're doing something well when maybe internally we only see all the negative that's happening. Um, and then I think just a really poor view of God, to be honest with you. And maybe that offends some people. Maybe this whole episode will offend some people. But I actually think some of it is just a really bad understanding of God um, that doesn't allow us to take compliments. And we deflect it. 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 Um, what is a compliment? You know, it's a word of encouragement. It's a recognition someone recognized um, that you did something well. And so what if you thought of the compliments that people give in your life as a gift, like a present, like a true gift? Um, 
And every time someone tried to give you that gift, you shoved it back in their face and said, no, 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 I can't take that. No, 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 I can't take that. No, I can't take that. Right? I mean, eventually, I'm guessing you're going to get tired of giving those gifts, right? I mean, if, if I knew, uh, you know, every single holiday that there's one family member or one friend that I am going to try to think of something uh, or recognize something about them, I want to give them a gift. I want to give them uh, a present. I want to I wanna go out of my way to bless them and encourage them and give something of myself to them. Like I, I want to present them with something that means something to me and hopefully means something to them. And every single year at Christmas, they shove it back in my face and say, no, John, I can't take it. No, I'm not going to take that gift. No, I'm not going to receive that gift. No, I'm not going to take that gift. No, I'm not going to receive that gift. I mean, eventually, I don't know about you, but I'd stop. I'd probably stop buying that person a gift. I'd probably just stop. Maybe in the beginning, I would think they're trying to be nice and humble. And, but after a while, I, I think I would actually just take it more as like, they're kind of, are they just rude? Do they, do they not care? Do, does this gift not matter to them? I mean, if we thought of compliments in these words of encouragement as gifts, like actual presents, think about this. The fact that someone is giving you that compliment, if you struggle with receiving compliments, this is to you. If we struggle, if you struggle with receiving compliments, if someone's trying to give you that gift of encouragement, that gift uh, of a compliment, I mean, think about what it's taking them to do it. Maybe it's difficult for them to, to even approach you. Maybe it's going out of their comfort zone um, to say something to you. Or maybe this is something that they're truly like excited to give to you, right? It's that present that they went out of their way to think about what is something I truly give this person to bless them because of what they've done for me, what they mean to me, what the role that they play in my life. And so I want to think of something that's, that will truly uh, bless them, right? That will be encouraging to them. And so they go out and they find the perfect gift or what they think is a perfect gift and they, and they, and they save up for it, right? And, and they, they budget for it. They buy it. They wrap it. They try so hard to deliver it and, and present it in a way that you'll receive it. And after all of that, trying to give you the gift that means something to them so that it means something to you, we just push it away and say, well, no, no, I can't receive your gift. 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 I won't receive your gift. Give it to someone else. Don't give it to me. Give it to someone else. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good enough to receive that gift. See, the beautiful thing about a compliment and a gift is that it's not based on your interpretation. And it's not based on your evaluation. A compliment is a gift from someone else. It's something that someone else has seen in you and they want you to know it. They want you to see it. They want you to know that what you did or how you acted or, or, or how you performed or how you did fill in the blank, they want you to know that it resonated with them. It stood out to them. It mattered to them. Enough so that they want to present you with a gift of a compliment. The beautiful part about receiving a compliment is that's not based on our own evaluation or interpretation. It's someone else. And so maybe for some of us who uh, the difficulty with receiving compliments is that we're so darn perfectionistic or we have such a hard time seeing the good in ourselves. Um, the beauty about that compliment is that it's not coming from you because maybe you would never give yourself a compliment. It's not coming from your evaluation. It's not coming from your grade. It's not coming from your report card. It's not coming from, from, from you um, because you may never give yourself that grade. It's not coming from you. It's coming from someone else who sees something in you and they want to recognize it and give you the gift of it. So stop shoving it away. Stop putting up the wall and actually let it be a healing moment. 
Let it be an encouraging moment. Let it be a healing moment. Let it be an inspiring moment. Let it be a moment where someone is coming to you and saying, here is a gift of encouraging words because what you did stood out to me. I noticed it. It mattered. It impacted me. And I want you to know that. Don't get caught in your head of, well, I wonder if someone told them to say that. I wonder if they felt like they had to. I wonder if... This is not based on your interpretation or evaluation. A compliment is a gift from someone else's perspective. So say it with me. Just take the compliment. Receive it. Say thank you. Really? Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that means a lot. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Don't over-spiritualize it, folks. Don't over-spiritual, oh, well, you know, this really isn't about me. Oh, it really wasn't me. That was all the Lord. Don't, don't over-spiritualize it. Thank you. Say thank you. Accept it. Receive it. Don't think that by receiving that compliment, you're taking credit away from the Lord. We're going to get that in the end. You're not taking glory away from God by receiving someone else's gift. Say thank you. Let it sink in. Let it sink way down deep. <laughs> I'm sitting in my basement right now as I'm recording this, and, and we have like a, sing, a cinder block, you know, wall, and it's it's a house that's about 100 years old, and so you, you have some of those little cracks happening in the cinder block, and, you know, if there's a really, really hard rain or something, sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes there's some water that can that can leak in there if there's one that we haven't found and, and filled it up yet, and Man, sometimes I think what we actually need to do is stop over-spiritualizing it, stop deflecting the compliments, stop searching into our own evaluation, stop trying to see all of our own insecurities, and, and just let that compliment soak way down deep into the foundation of us. Yeah, let, that, let those words of encouragement find their way into those the cracks of our foundation, the brokenness and the insecurities that might go all the way back to our childhood. Let it soak way down into that and let that compliment from a complete stranger or your closest friend be a, a word of healing to your heart simply by saying thank you. Not evaluating it, not trying to figure out by reading between the lines what did they really mean. No, just blindly say, thank you so much. Oh, that, that means a lot. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm glad that you were blessed by that. Or, oh, really? What, what stood out to you about it? What, why did it matter so much to you? Yeah, receive the gift. Over and over and over again, receive the gift. And so if you have a hard time receiving compliments, just receive it. Just receive it. Allow your heart to receive it. Don't put your back up. Don't put your defenses up. Don't deflect it. Don't immediately assume that you have to give it away to someone else for fear that you're being prideful and for the love of God Almighty. Don't feel like taking that compliment takes away from His glory. It doesn't. It doesn't. Say thank you. Say thank you and receive the compliment. Okay, we have a hard time receiving compliments. I think we have a hard time giving compliments. Uh, partially for, I think, the same reason that we have a hard time receiving them. I, if you have a hard time receiving compliment because, well, I don't want to get prideful. Oh, I don't want this to go to my head. Oh, I, you know, I, I don't want this to become about me. Oh, I don't want God to feel like he's not being recognized by me getting a compliment. Um, so then what do we do? I can't. If I don't feel like I have the freedom to receive a compliment um, for my own reasons that I think are just and righteous and holy, then I am going to refrain from giving you compliments so that I can save you from the same grief I'm trying to save myself from. And so we have this weird thing in the Christian church uh, about not giving compliments. Uh, or if we give them, hear me out on this, I know some of you can relate to this, uh, if we do give compliments, we always feel like we have to set it up with some sort of preface, like, uh, well, don't let this go to your head, but you did a really good job at that. Why do we do that? Like, well, I don't want you to get prideful. 
I don't want you to get a big head about this. I don't want you to, but I'm still going to say an encouraging word. Here's the thing. Um, just say the encouraging word. Just say it. Just give a compliment. Yeah, if, if this had a second title, you know, it would be uh, just take the compliment. Just give the compliment. If you notice something uh, that someone does, go out of your way to encourage it and recognize it. Give credit where credit is due. Yeah, there are so many verses in the Bible about encouraging one another, building each other up, spurring on one another in love. Like there are so many verses about the power of an encouraging positive word, right? Even James talking about how dangerous the tongue can be still also says that the power of life and death are in the tongue. Why is it that we so often veer towards death with the tongue rather than life? Because we're so afraid that me giving you a compliment is going to lead to you having an issue with pride. So I'm not going to give you a compliment. Yeah. Or I don't want to give you a compliment because if I give you a compliment, it somehow recognizes that maybe you're doing something really well. And if you're doing something really well, it makes me feel insecure. Like I'm not doing something really well. So therefore I have a hard time giving you a compliment because by giving you a compliment, I just kind of feel bad about myself. Yeah. Just give the compliment. Just give the compliment. If someone does something and it and it stirs you, right? It moves you. You, you see someone do something uh, big or small. You see an act of kindness. You see an act of grace. You see someone going out of their way to do something for you. Um, you see someone who's really good at their hobby or their craft or their trade or their occupation. You see someone uh, in the business world or in the faith community do something really well at their job and it stirs you, it moves you, it stands out to you, it impacts you. Um, then give the compliment. You did a great job at that. Oh man, you nailed that. You crushed that. You are so good at that. I just want to say like, I, I, you, I've seen you do this over and over again. Like you, you are so good at what you do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. If we refrain from giving someone a compliment for the fear that they might have a pride issue with it, that's not on you. I want to say that again. I don't think that that's on you. Yeah, here, uh, if you have a job, right? You have a job. Um, and you are compensated in accordance with the work that you do. Maybe it's an hourly job. Maybe it's a salary job. Maybe it's a, you, you know, you get some sort of like compensation based on sales. Um, you get paid for the job that you do, right? You do the work that's agreed upon for the salary or the wage that you receive. And then that company gives you that salary or that wage. You did something and they responded in kind with it, right? If you take your salary, you take your paycheck um, and you go blow it on something, like you just completely go and blow it. Um, you spend, you know, $3,000 on a Beanie Baby collection and it goes nowhere. That's not on the business. You know what I'm saying? That's on you. That's on you. And I think it's okay to say that about words of encouragement uh, and compliments. You giving the compliment is simply the business recognizing someone did something. Someone did a piece of work. Someone did uh, a really good job. And we are, I want to compliment, I want to give them something for the work that they did. If they take that and they blow it, they use it, they abuse it, um, that's not on you. You're just recognizing a really good job, a really good work, a really good effort, a really good uh, you know, quality in someone. You're just recognizing it. I don't think that we're always on the hook for what someone does with that compliment. We're simply recognizing what something, uh, something in someone else or what they have done, and it stirs us, it impacts us, and so we are offering up a positive word of encouragement to them. Uh, I don't think it's always on us. And so if we, if you start all of your compliments with, uh, well, don't let this go to your head. Um, you might be able to just do without that. <laughs> really, you might be able to just do without that. Because one, I don't think it's on you what someone does with that compliment. I, I don't think someone else's pride issue is your fault. But two, if that person really needs to hear that compliment, 
someone really needs to hear that word of encouragement and you preface it with, well, I don't want you this to go to your head. It's almost like you're saying, you know what? I, I don't want you to take this too seriously. I, I don't look, I, I don't want you to really take this to heart. Um, but you're a genius. Why don't you just say, man, you are like a genius. Honestly, what you do is incredible. I'll just leave it at that. Um, because to give that compliment might be the very thing that they need the most. You're recognizing something in someone. And just like when you receive a compliment, it's not up to your necessarily like evaluation. Uh, if you're giving a compliment, it's not up to your evaluation what they're going to do with it. You're just evaluating something that you see in someone and you're offering a compliment or a word of encouragement based on it. You did a really good job of that music. You did a really good job of that teaching. You did a really good job in the way that you interacted with those people. You did a really good job on that, that, uh, that carpentry work. You did a really good job um, on that project that you did. If you're a boss, if you're a supervisor, your words of encouragement make all the difference in the world of the people who work under you. If you refrain from giving compliments or recognizing people where they need to be recognized, giving credit where credit is due. If you refuse to do that over and over and over again, don't, don't be surprised if you find yourself with a bunch of employees who um, have a hard time really giving you a full effort or uh, an environment that starts to become toxic. Because to be honest with you, we need to just take the compliment. We need to be able to just give the compliment because I think for most human beings, there's a longing to know that what they do matters. A longing to know that what they're giving their time to is making a difference. A longing that knows that um, you did well. You did a good job. That when you put yourself out there, when you made yourself vulnerable, when you allowed yourself to be exposed, when you, you allowed yourself to be seen, when you put your hands to the work that you do, whether it's in a fast food industry or a Fortune 500 company or in the mission field or in the church or in the home and your marriage with your kids, there is a longing, I think, in the human spirit and the human soul to believe that what we are doing matters, that it has significance, and that it's making an impact, and that if we're trying to do it with excellence, that people recognize it. And I don't think that that's the same thing as pride. I don't think pride is wanting to know that what you do matters. I don't think pride is wanting to know that what you're doing, you're doing with excellence. I don't think pride is receiving a desperate word of encouragement because ultimately, internally, you feel a whole life of brokenness and insecurities. And I don't think giving a compliment is automatically setting someone up for pride when really you might be that one word that finds its way into the broken crack of the foundation of who that person is. We withhold compliments and we deflect compliments in this Christian community so often that it's not creating what I think we're trying to create. I think we're trying to create an environment of healthy humility. But I don't think we're creating healthy humility anymore. I think by constantly refraining from giving compliments, always setting them up with some sort of, you know, buffer, don't let this go to your head, don't take this too seriously, uh, don't get prideful about this, by refraining from giving them and deflecting them uh, rather than receiving them, I don't think we're creating a culture of healthy humility. I think we're creating a culture of insecurity and competitiveness. Because there's still a longing in the human heart to know that what they do matters. And there's still a longing in the human heart to know that there's value in what they do. And that, that when they do it well, that people see it. But we deprive it. We deprive it from giving it. We deprive it from receiving it. We deprive it in the hopes that we're creating healthy humility. But humility is not thinking terribly about yourself. 
And humility is not refraining from encouraging someone else so that they don't get prideful. I don't think humility is even pulling back and making things less about us. I don't think humility is saying, I'm going to do less than I can so that the spotlight isn't on me. I don't think that's humility. In fact, I think humility is doing everything you possibly can as well as you can possibly do it. I think that's how humility starts. I don't think humility says, I'm going to refrain from doing things really well, or I'm going to refrain from recognizing it when other people do things really well so that I can keep my self-image level really, really low. I think humility says, uh, if I'm a teacher, I'm going to teach as well as I possibly can. If I'm a husband, I'm going to be the best husband I possibly can. If I'm a wife, I'm going to be the best wife I possibly can. If I'm a business owner, I'm going to be the best business owner I possibly can. If I'm a boss or a supervisor, I'm going to be the best boss or supervisor I possibly can. If I'm a cook or a baker or a candlestick maker, I am going to be the best and do it as well as I possibly can do it with everything that's in me, with all of the gifting and talent that the divine has woven into my DNA. I am going to do this as well as I possibly can. I think that's the foundation of humility. And when I do things, the things that I do as well as I possibly can do them, and then I still recognize that I can't do everything perfectly. And there are some things that I can do actually pretty darn well. And there's other things that I just can't. I think I found humility. There are some things that I am gifted to do. There are things that you are gifted to do and you can do them really well and you can be proud of it. And that doesn't mean that you're prideful. It doesn't mean that you're arrogant and it doesn't mean that you're taking glory away from the Lord or anyone else. You can do things as well as you can possibly do them and do them with excellence because I think that's what the Lord actually asks us to do in whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. I don't think that that means do things really poorly so that you don't take glory away from God. I think we have really, really, really bad theology, especially about compliments. No, no, friends. I think humility is do things as well as you can possibly do them. Push the limits on your gifts and your talents. Do things really, really, really well. And then look around and realize that there are some things that just aren't in your wheelhouse. There are some things that just aren't your natural gifts or talents. There's some things that just aren't in your bandwidth to get better at. Recognize that, receive it, be okay with it. And then, man, go out of your way to recognize the people around you who maybe do have those gifts and those talents and those abilities. Yeah, and compliment them for it and partner with them for it. And be humble enough to ask for their help rather than saying, I have to do everything on my own and do it really well and do it perfectly so that no one thinks that I am less than or that I'm not qualified. And so I'm not going to give someone else a compliment or recognize the divine giftings and talents in someone else because I'm just going to force myself to be really good at it so that I'm always the best at it. Now, now you're going down the road of arrogance and pride. Um... But if you're just doing the things that you do really, really well, I don't think it's prideful. I actually think that's the start of humility. Do what you can do really, really well and then recognize other people who do things really, really well. And if someone recognizes what you do really, really well and they compliment you on it, then receive it. Say, thank you. I actually worked really hard on that. Thank you. I've been trying to get better at that. Thank you so much for recognizing it. It means the, it means the world to me. Thank you. And, and then and then return the serve, return the volley. God, I'm just I'm just I'm really not that good at that. But you are. You did an incredible job at that. Thank you. You're inspiring me uh, to do what I do even better. And all of a sudden, I think we do create an environment of healthy humility rather than insecurity because the insecurity comes in when we say, I have to do everything really well and all has to be about me. And I can't recognize a gifting in someone else because if I do, they're going to be prideful. And so I'll just make everything about me. But if someone tries to compliment me, I'll say, no, it's really not that good. And I'm going to keep this unhealthy cycle going over and over and over again because at the heart of who I am, are the broken cracks of my own self-image. I'm not prideful, I'm insecure. 
Yeah. You know, I'm a dad. Um, maybe if you didn't know that, I'm a dad. I have three daughters under the age of six. Uh, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 13, 14-week-old. Um, my oldest is Evie, and she is got probably one of the most intense imaginations of anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Um, she can make up an entire world in her head. She can give people scripts about what they should say. She has so much compassion in her heart. She's so sensitive. She feels for other people. She defends her little sisters anytime there's any sort of natural consequence that, you know, um, you know, the three-year-old has to face because she's done, you know, something wrong. Um, my five-year-old Evie has so much to be recognized. Ruthie is our three-year-old and she has this fierceness. She's got this justice button in her. She will probably be, you know, I could definitely see her being a lawyer or some CEO of a company someday. Like uh, there's just strength in her. Uh, I already see her as one of the most strong female figures of anyone I've ever recognized. And she's three years old. And yet she can also be so soft and sensitive. She in no way wants to just bulldoze over people. She still has feelings, but she's strong enough to know what she wants to do. And she's okay with doing it. Um, there's so much to recognize in Ruthie. I want to paint a picture for you. If I can, wherever you are, if you're listening to this in the office or if you're on a job site or if you're driving, whatever it is, but I want you to imagine me as a dad standing there um, with my daughters, you know, at least Evie and Ruthie who, you know, they can vocalize, they can move, they have their own developing personalities. Lily is, you know, so young that, you know, she's not talking or she's not able to respond, right, in the same way. I think you get it. Um Imagine I'm standing there with with my five-year-old Evie and my three-year-old Ruthie and and someone walks up to them. Maybe you, you know. You walk up to us at some point and you you say, Oh, Evie, like your joy. You have so much joy. Your smile is just lighting up my day. Right? Like your your laugh was intoxicating. I was having such a difficult day and then your laugh or your imagination or watching you play or, or whatever it might be like you're you singing off in the corner by yourself, you playing with the other kids. If someone were to come up to my Evie and I'm standing there and they compliment Evie on her own qualities, her, her personality, her joy, her compassion, her sensitivity. Someone compliments her about that. And as her father, I'm standing there. What if I looked at Evie and said, um, <clears throat> Evie, uh, is there, is there something you want to say? And imagine Evie, after hearing these, you know, these words of encouragement, this compliment from someone, um, hears that cough in the throat from her father. And then she looks at this individual giving her a compliment and kind of drops her head and says, um, uh, no, no, that, that, that joy, that was just my dad. That, that was my dad's joy. I got that from him. No, I, that wasn't me. That was, you know, that was my dad's sensitivity. No, that wasn't me. That, that was my dad's imagination. No, that wasn't me. That was my dad's, um, laughter. No, that wasn't me. That was my, my dad's interaction with people. No, that wasn't me. That was my dad. None of that was me. That was just my dad. And if you, if you gave, if you gave my daughter that compliment and you watch that interaction between me and her and you were to look at me, would you say, wow, what an incredible, loving, supportive father? Or if every single time someone tried to compliment my daughters, I cough 
or they, I just train them that they can't take that compliment for themselves. They have to recognize that that was actually me. I gave them that. I gave them that. Would you see me as a good dad? Would you see me as a good father? Would I seem like a loving, supportive, and encouraging and enabling dad? Or would you look at me and think, oh my gosh, that poor kid. That dad is so full of himself. That, that dad totally just robbed that girl. That dad just stood there and made her give the compliment to him. Yeah, what kind of father would I be? I'm guessing um, you're already putting together the pieces of this hypothetical situation. So often, I think in the Christian world, we have this unhealthy relationship with compliments because in the back of our head, we think if we accept that compliment, we're taking glory away from God. That we feel if anyone compliments something about us, we immediately have to give it away to God. As if God's going to shun us or look down on us or be ashamed of us or disappointed in us or um, think that we are so prideful or making everything about us or only self-promoting ourselves and not, uh, you know, all the worship and the praise going to God. If I was standing there and someone complimented my daughters, friends, I can say with 100% certainty, I can't believe I'm getting emotional right now, but I am. I would be so proud of my girls. I would be so proud of Evie. Because ultimately, I know that that Evie is only here, you know, because she is half me and half her mom. So yes, she probably has some interwoven qualities of my sense of humor, my DNA and my wife's DNA and, and our parents' DNA and their parents' DNA. That's just how the human genome works. But if someone came up to Evie and complimented her joy, I would be so proud. Do you know why? Because someone is recognizing something in my daughter that I get to see and recognize all the time. It's not about me. Oh, it makes me so filled with pride. It makes me so joyful. It makes me so just like, yes, I get to celebrate my daughter because someone recognized something beautiful in her. She and her five-year-old self made an impact on someone else. And as her dad, I could not be more proud. Do you understand what I'm saying about the Father Divine God? <sighs> Folks, if someone walks up to you and gives you a compliment, rather than thinking that God is coughing behind your shoulder saying, uh, <clears throat> I think that actually belongs to me. What if you actually imagine the deep pride and joy of God saying, yes, yes, that's my kid. That's my boy. That's my girl. I see that in them every single day. I'm so glad someone else recognized it. I'm so glad someone else pointed it out. That's my boy. That's my girl. Friends, our sometimes terrible perception of God and each other and ourselves is not creating an environment of healthy humility. It is creating a dire sense of insecurity because there's a deep longing to believe that we're doing something well, that we have value, that when we put our time and effort into something to do it with excellence, that someone sees it as being done with excellence. There is such a deep longing and we want someone to see that and believe in it, not because we're so desperately unhealthy and we live on pride and we have to make everything about ourselves, but because there's something naturally inside of us that wants to believe that there's value in what we do. And when you recognize it in someone else, God rejoices. And when someone recognizes it in you, I think God rejoices. 
I don't think God is sitting up on the throne of all of eternity with an insecurity complex that has to take and rob a compliment from every single human being so he could feel better about himself. I think he looks down and he laughs and he shouts and he cheers and says, that's my kid. Because when we're insecure, then we become competitive. We rob people of their compliments we have to go toe for toe with compliments. If someone receives a compliment, then all of a sudden we have to talk about ourselves. Someone says they had a bad day. We have to say we had a worse one. Someone says they did a good job. We have to tell them how they could have done it better. <laughs> oh, it's not humility. I think it's insecurity. We need to learn how to take compliments. We need to learn how to give compliments because ultimately... I think in the faith community, we're all actually living for a compliment. If you asked anyone who's been in this kind of Christian faith environment for any amount of time, um, what is the great thing that they hope to hear from the Lord at the end of their life? I bet almost every single one of them would say the exact same comment taken from one of Jesus's parables. This idea that the Lord would stand in front of us and say what? Maybe some of you are already muttering it to yourselves. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. <laughs> this hit me a couple months ago. We have such a compliment complex, such a an unhealthy relationship with compliments within the Christian world, and yet every single believer, every single Christian is hoping that one day in eternity future, they stand before God and receive a compliment. <laughs> We're all actually living for the compliment. We're trying to do the best that we can with the life that we've been given and the resources that we have and the people in our lives so that we can stand before God and receive a compliment. Let me ask you something. If we have a hard time receiving a compliment from a fellow broken, insecure, struggling human being, how easy is it going to be to stand before the one who has fire in his eyes one day and receive a compliment when he looks at you and says, well done, what will you do? Have we conditioned ourselves and trained ourselves so much to say, well, no, 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 no. I, I can't receive that. I can't take that from you. I, I can't receive that from you. I don't deserve that from you. It could have been a whole lot better. Oh, it, it wasn't really me. It was, you know, it was a team effort. I, you know, it, it was everyone. And, and even though, yeah, sure, it was everyone. I, you know, I had nothing to do with it. Or, or if he stands before you, the God of the universe, and he says, well done. Do you think he's really just expecting you to return it back and say, well, no, it wasn't me. It was you. See, I, I wonder if in that day, yeah, he just, he just sits down and shows every single time when you knocked it out of the park. Every single time that you did well, every single time that he knew it was difficult for you and you kept going, you kept pressing on. Every single time your life dealt you an, un, an, an unkind and unfair hand and you kept persevering. Every time your childhood environment was wrong or abusive or neglectful and you kept pushing on, every time that you took the amount of gifts and talents that you had and you persevered and you put yourself out there and you you chose to live them out with excellence and you grew them and you matured them and you 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 tried to do everything you could to nurture them so you could get as as good as you possibly could and what you were naturally given and every job that you had, he shows you how well you knocked out of the park, whether people noticed it or not. If he just shows you over and over and over again and says, no son, no daughter, no, my friend, that was you. Oh, I was with you. And yes, I created you and I designed you and I gave you those gifts and talents, but that was you. You, you did a well done job. You did well. That was you. And I was so proud of you. That's a compliment we're hoping to hear, isn't it? So what if we started training for it today? By giving words of encouragement, by giving compliments, by receiving them. And when someone says you did a good job, just say thank you. Thank you. Storing up 
storing up those compliments, storing up those ideas that I'm doing this well, God. I'm doing everything I can to the best of my ability for your sake. And Someone said we did good. So that when you stand before him one day and he says, well done, you can say, thank you, God. Thank you for everything you gave me and every opportunity you gave me and every gift that you gave me and every ability that you gave me and every talent that you gave me. Thank you. And if you said that I did a good job, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, friends, may you help me and help all of us reverse this unhealthy relationship we have with compliments. And may you not get trapped in this unhealthy humility and competitiveness. But may you learn to receive compliments. May you learn to give compliments. May you look forward to the day when you receive the ultimate compliment. May you find true humility in doing everything you possibly can to the best of your ability and then recognizing the areas you can't do well. And rather than just bluffing it, recognize it, admit it, And then say well done to the people around you who do have those gifts and talents. And may we somehow reverse this unhealthy relationship that we have with compliments. Friends, thank you for this episode. As always, go ahead and subscribe for more episodes coming up or more information that follows. Find me on social media. Go to the website. Feel free to reach out to me. And may this be a blessing to you. Well done, my friends. Take the compliment. See you next time.